morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and TV and stuff. This is episode 249. We have now done as many episodes as the number of millionaires currently in the U.S. Congress. Whoa. Yeah, I can't tell if that should be more or should be less. I don't understand. Wait. I, I mean, in all of Congress. Was... Yeah, so less than half. Or are no, most just... of those senators? Yeah. Yeah, probably the ones who've been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah they so... seem like they got paper stacks. So, <laughs> 100 senators and like 150 uh, uh, congressmen. You're assuming all the senators are millionaires. I think that's a safe assumption, right? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, well, this is why we're not a political show. Speaking of things that are hard to explain, this week we're talking about Split Infinity by Piers Anthony. Oof. No relation to Piers Brosnan. Or Morgan. Or Morgan Piers. Because that's how how first names work. It's a separate thing. Yeah. It's uh, it's all all family. It's all family. Uh, All of the Alexes and I definitely (laughs) hang out at, like, gatherings because we're family. Yeah. Alex Family it's like a Reunion, where it's like you and Alex Mack and Alex Trebek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex Mack is there. Alex the Mack wasn't people. even real. <laughs> Everyone else can call him Whatever. sick. Just Surprise. me and Alex Mack are going to hang out. <laughs> Welcome to things surprise. I'd rather be talking about. Alex Mack being real is one of them. <laughs> what if she could actually turn into a puddle? Yeah, she's just going to goo under a door, and then we're going to hang out on the other side of that door. <laughs> I wish she had described her that action as gooing places. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that was, was like, like, wasn't it like no, says, I gotta be gooing, and then she I, she I must goo. I gotta goo to the store. <laughs> if if she doesn't say that, she should have. I wonder what she's up to these days besides hanging out at Just, the Alex party. She's going straight to the top. Is what she's doing. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny <laughs> if she way went from being the secret world of Alex Mack to being away from the public eye in a real secret world of Ooh. Alex Mack. Does that make sense? Like, physically or mentally? Like, <laughs> I'm really she's more interested in coming up with different ways to say gooing. <laughs> <laughs> Larissa Olniak. I'll take a goo at it. Oh, yeah, that was her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you would. <laughs> Oh, oh she, no, she's on. Uh, she was on in 2011. She was on CBS's Hawaii Five-O as CIA agent, uh, CIA analyst Jenna K. K. She had a whole name. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. she was just like, like and you know, hallway nurse number four or whatever. Like awesome yeah. short hair. Ooh. All right, let's get back to the program. Anyway, yeah, together. <laughs> yeah. Alex wants to get this episode done. But Alex, what if we did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got stuff to goo. I'm sorry. That's no, that was just... It was, I, I couldn't do it, but I'm glad you did. Anyway. <laughs> couldn't goo it. <laughs> I didn't want to goo it alone, so I'm glad you came with me. It's tough to goo. It's yeah. always tough to goo. <laughs> <laughs> from 93 So anyway, this uh, episode is sponsored, as always, by audiblepodcast.com slash readweep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial, you can get a free audiobook of your choice and support our show. Anything, especially if the person's name is Alex, then it supports us even more. Also, uh, this episode is sponsored in particular by Cyrus, who says this, quote, This sponsorship is a gift to my wife, Tara, in honor of our first wedding anniversary. Oh, Wow, oh, they have a weird what? relationship, Cyrus. Oh, happy anniversary, you crazy kids. Yeah, I think it's I great. Here's, it's been a he goes on to say, it's the paper anniversary, so a book sponsorship seems appropriate. <gasps> oh, Very Martha Stewart. Well, yeah. I was, she made, she made I me read this book so I could understand book. its terribleness. It's by far the worst book I have ever read, but I read it for love. So here's to many returns, you guys, and I can't wait till you get to the uh, DVD anniversary, because that'll be easier for us. <laughs> The big DVD anniversary in the sky. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Why did oh, you make it so threatening? A lot threatening? easier on me, <laughs> Tanya. Why did it get so threatening? I don't know. <laughs> it 
mostly because I don't think there is one. And so then I was like, maybe it's death. Because at death, you guys. At death, people just litter DVDs on your coffin. Oh, they do that. I've been to that. It's a, it's a, it's a southern funeral thing. It's all digital or VHS. They don't, they don't have DVDs down there. I, I think them eventually. I love when people buy sponsorships as gifts. I think it's super cute. And I hope Tara likes this. Yeah, yeah, Tara, I hope you weren't into this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that really... we're about to rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of loved it. I'm fine with this book. Uh, I hate the book that you gave your man to test his love. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to find out what love is. Hope you like yeah. it. Yeah, maybe... Real when love. He, when she first gave this book, it was like, I want you to pretend to be a unicorn, or I'm actually a robot secretly, and this is my cry for help. Well, yes. Or you want to play this, this weird game? Like, yeah. This was nobody's sex instructions because there were no sex scenes in this book. Oh, there was one, but I'll talk oh. about it later. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. maybe secretly. This book was the opposite of sex. It was. This entire book was the opposite of what sex is. I mean, everyone, <laughs> several people comment on our Facebook page and mentioned that uh, uh, they read this as kids. So I'm kind of glad it doesn't have that much sex because I just don't want our fans it's to damn it. It's a book? It has like worse things well it's not it's one of those books where if you're a child who's into sci-fi fantasy and horses there's a lot to like oh and you don't like women yeah <laughs> yeah it's important not to like women that? This book. how could kids, kids how could could follow that sure i mean it's easy. i might be an idiot i didn't follow it at all very little happens in the book exactly yeah. I, I don't get it <laughs> I, oh it was so frustrating you're trying to add too much to it. There's, there's not like, there's nothing. Two worlds, zero things. You just and they're ha- just saying stuff. Then yeah, just, <laughs> oh, just, just fucking, just saying shit the whole time. Uh, oh, there's a negative world, but it's there's magic there, and well, then you're also there, but then you're gonna die because it's a different dimension. Well, as luck would have it, Chris is gonna explain this to us really thoroughly here in just a second, David. So, oh uh, shit, am I? All right. But first, Explain the naked thing to me, too, why they had to be naked all the time. We'll get there. First, I just want to say oh, God, thank want, you, want, Cyrus, want, for sponsoring. Happy anniversary with Cyrus Terry. And also, if you want to force us to read anything that you were ch- had to read in your relationship, if you want to celebrate any anniversary, uh, the gold one, we could watch Goldfinger. Um, what's <laughs> another? The diamonds one, we could watch Diamonds are, are Forever. Yeah, basically, we're going to watch James Bond, whatever your anniversary is. For the moon one. anniversary, we could watch Moonraker. Fantastic. <laughs> What's the moon anniversary? <laughs> Is that like six? I don't know. Uh, 1,969 years. Oh, that's too many. At least that's 69. Nine. <laughs> <Hey>. Ringy. <laughs> Zing. Wait, 1,969 is like 69-ing, but there's there's somebody on your back, and then there's a, a somebody planting on And that someone is them. crippling old age. Yeah. No, someone, someone on your back is called the Othello. Yeah. Right? <laughs> These are two guys? Anyone? Yeah. Everyone? No. <laughs> anyway, uh, sponsored episode, go to readdeskweek.com today. Uh, sign up for the mailing list. You'll find out when we can. Chris, no, let's introduce yep. everybody first. Let's tell you who's on this crazy podcast. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining us today, as always, it's he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Alex, my friend, so fine and fair. This book can kiss my derriere. Wait, now the book is magically kissing your derriere, because it rhymes. Oh no, it literally happened. Uh-oh. Magic <laughs> is unpredictable, especially when you make it rhyme. Magic is the dumbest. Also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Please welcome back, Tanya. I am uh, super arousing, as I am a clothed woman in private. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what clothes can do for the human body. Yeah, I mean, apparently those, wait, what was it? The mechanical supports really help a lot of women, and women, like, suffer in the absence of said mechanical supports. So, you know, keep those bras on, ladies. Was that all that it took to be mechanical? Because I was imagining, like, steampunk supports, where it was like, like, lifting. A pneumatic bra? Yeah. Yeah. With hydraulics? Yes. Yeah, converting converting, uh, force to... Distance? Uh, Pneumatics? That's really upsetting. <laughs> force to distance. Distance to force? Isn't that... Never mind. Also joining us, he's at the G is silent on Twitter in San Francisco, California. Please about, welcome back. We call him the wolf. It's David Bory. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
That's a reference. We do a midnight tweet from a couple weeks ago that David and I shared. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I don't have a quote because I hate this book and I don't know what was happening. Who is? Do you have a favorite character? Was it the local? I guess. I, it was unicorn or uh, 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 which one? Not harmonica horn. You know what I'm talking about? Not yeah. the main Curly girl unicorn Q or whatever that werewolf was called. The brother. I like the brother. The brother. Oh yeah, who main... spoke in like really jacked up verse sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was yeah, pretty awful. That was kind of. That was kind of. Yeah, that was kind of my dude. I assume he's the one who <laughs> sent the sex dude. robot, right? He what? I, I assume he was the one who sent the sex robot, right? Because we never found out where she came from. Yeah, Sheen. Yeah, I yeah, don't know Sheen. where she came. I, so I assume it's from the. Why brother was that unicorn. necessary? Yeah, why was sex robot necessary? Why was much of this book necessary? Well, we'll find yeah. out now. It's time to summarize. Chris, do it for us in the style of a sex robot with a heart of gold. Alex, I have mechanical supports <laughs> for my boobs, and I am made to love. Ooh. All right, I'll be right back, you guys. That's <laughs> important stuff to do. I'll be right back. All right, uh, so on, on the world of Proton, which you can tell is the world of, of science and science fiction, um, style is, is a four-foot-ten-tall surf. It, there's a, a, a caste system of citizens who have all the money and power and clothes and serfs who serve them. <sighs> Monopoly on clothes on this earth. Yeah, are, are naked, and clothes uh, are, are seen as ostentatious, and so they, they don't do that. But but the world is, is ruled by... Uh, you know, culturally ruled by the game, which is uh, this competition system where people try not to think about the game. Try not. Yeah. (laughs) They compete at everything from combat to sports, to running, to tic-tac-toe, to everything. And interpretive dance, interpretive dance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To flute playing. Uh, There's anything could be the game, but the idea is you have to beat the other person at whatever it is. And styles a master at this. He has a ton of skills. Except he's four foot ten and small. Professionally speaking, he's uh, while he's ranked at the game, he's like top ten probably in the whole of Proton. Uh, he is a jockey, as befits his stature. He's very good with horses, and he rides horses. And people bet on him, and they win a lot of money. So he has some status, at least as much as a surf can have. Status. Yeah, and he's kind of a douche. Uh, but remember, don't hate the player; hate the game. Starring oh God, Michael Douglas. He's such a oh, douche you're bad. going too much. Um, <laughs> oh, am I going too far? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, style, when we meet him, he meets uh, a lady, uh, another surf named Sheen, who turns out to actually be a robot whose prime directive is to love him and protect him She's from harm. a machine. She, yeah, Sheen is for machine. And do they have Which, sex? If you're yes. Trying to yes, get, they do. Oh, they have so much sex. If you're trying to oh, get God. a sex robot out in the world where people don't know that she's a sex robot, maybe don't name her after machine. Right? Maybe like call her yeah. like Brenda or something sneakier. Well, call her Glitch. To be or... fair, the way it's spelled is like uh, Brill Cream Sheen. S H E E N. Or Charlie Sheen. Or Charlie Sheen. Right. Also, his name is Style, named after the way you get over fences to collect more horse poop. Yeah. Yeah. Not one's own personal taste and manner of dress. Yeah. Right. Not Brill Cream don't style. Don't confuse those. Yeah. Mm-mm. Style. You win with style. And he's like, I don't have a ladder. <laughs> you yeah, win with small two-sided ladders. So that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, he's racing his horse, and he gets uh, <laughs> shot in the knees by a laser gun, yeah. which uh, makes him lose the race, and now he has hurt knees. Um, but, and he's, he's no longer able to race and therefore his contract as a surf is in jeopardy. So, uh, he actually goes on the run from his master and he's aided by Sheen and she hides him in a place where he goes through a curtain to an entire another world called Phase. And Phase, instead of being sciencey and people live in domes, it's like D&D land. There's like unicorns and werewolves and magic and wizards and stuff. And, um. Are there all those things in D&D? I've never played it. Are there werewolves? Yeah. Oh. All right, uh, what about? I guess there's werewolves. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. God, <laughs> Alex, what a rookie mistake. <laughs> I apologize for asking. Who brought the freshman? You know what I mean. Thank you for yeah. correcting me, the wolf. And W for werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in this world, Style meets a unicorn named Nasa, and uh, he tames the unicorn short for by Vanessa. riding her. I just made that. Yeah, up. that's right, it's, Vanessa. It's got to be short for something, uh-huh. right? It's short for a unicorn Nasa. 
Yeah, definitely thought this horse's name was Mesa until this morning when I As looked it up Spanish on Wikipedia. Table, Mesa. <laughs> like, you know, that table horse. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he tames the table horse, um, and, and then, um, they play music together. He finds a harmonica. She plays the, uh, the unicorn horn, um, which also sounds like a harmonica. And due to his, his magic skill, or his, sorry, his skill at the game that also involves music, he's very good at music. And then uh, at night, she turns into a naked hot lady, and they sleep together. They so bone. we get a third of the way through the book, and he's already slept with a unicorn and a robot. It's really disingenuous to say that he slept with that unicorn, though, because she just turned into a much easier to sleep with woman. That's right. true. Are you so, mad that he didn't try to have sex with the unicorn? Well, you know, I just was interested in how that was going to work out logistically, and then it just didn't. Yeah, and then they, he, he, I mean, he it, wrote an answer in. <laughs> it does seem a little weird that after you bone her as a person, she turns back into your steed, and, and then, then you just, just uh, use her as a places. work animal for a while. Yeah, yeah. That, no, yes, this whole book had disturbing. women as work animals. Yeah, yeah I this guess whole book had really terrible undertones like that. I feel like. Yeah. 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 So. Together, they go, uh, basically this world has adepts, which are like the head wizards, and uh, they can do really powerful magic, and it turns out Style can do magic by rhyming. If he rhymes after playing a song on his un- on his harmonica, um, on his unicorn, on his unicorn <laughs> um, he can do magic where he says a rhyme and then it happens, and that's the way that magic Ooh. works in this world, where you can only use it once, and then you start to run out of the easy rhymes and you have to get to harder that's rhymes. That's the dumbest way. Dumbest what? magic I've ever seen. The dumbest book. magic. And it doesn't matter what his rhyme is. Like, the content isn't really important. Like, if he wants food, he's like, it would be good if I had more food. And then, like, food appears. It's just really... <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, that was kind of a slant rhyme. I don't know if you can get away with that. But it was like... if He, he was yeah. like, uh, heavens to bees burger. I wish I had a cheeseburger. And then, boom, cheeseburger. <laughs> this just doesn't matter what he says. It's just the last are word. You, are you signed Alex, to Alex, I'm appointing yet? you the new style. This is yeah. really entertaining. <laughs> I'm doing really just well at improvising, Alex. Make a rhyme that gets you a veggie burrito. <laughs> <laughs> the largest of the Jackson 5 was, of course, Tito. It would be great now if I was eating a veggie burrito. <laughs> And then, uh, magically... And then a veggie burrito, burrito shows up, but also my girlfriend might have been sent to hell for a minute because I wasn't pointing very well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God, wait, did you... <laughs> Where he, it, he, he was actually... fighting... What? You want to ask more questions ask about, about Tito? I wanted to know if Tito really was the largest of the Jackson 5. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. Really? I, I think personality-wise. Well, because, because his name has Ito, which means little in Spanish, and so I assumed it would have to be he'd have to be the little Jackson 5. Oh. I feel but like part of it is that he's not Spanish is the issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there are plenty of issues. I don't know if you've seen the Jackson 5, but they're black people, Alex. <laughs> No, I, but but Michael is the littlest one. Is the other thing, and so I yeah. I believe. So Tito has to. There was like five of them. <laughs> <laughs> right now you're just playing Jackson Roulette here, just hoping yeah. that you guess the right one. No, Mike, the Michael was the Jackson. little one. I'm right about that. Yes. Yeah. Jermaine was one of the older ones. Yeah, uh, and then Jackie and Marlon. But I'm pretty sure that that Tito is the is the oldest. There's a Jackie Jackson. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I forget about Jackie Jackson. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not... He doesn't come up as often. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. It's like Alex Mack. Oh. Alex Mack, by the way, uh, her real name is Larissa Olniak, and she only has 3,400 followers on Twitter. But one more now, because I just, I just got into this. Well, you just got in there. Yeah, you want to hear how that restraining order is working out. <laughs> and what sort of precedent needs to be set. <laughs> I'm not stalking uh, okay, her. So- I forgot about her until right now. That's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So they're in this fucking world called Phase, And because Style's really good at the game, it also turns out that there's a parallel because they're parallel worlds, that he's really good at magic. In fact, he's thought to be one of the adepts, which are the the uh, highest wizards of the land, and each one of them is based on a color. And like, So there's a yellow adept and a black adept, and they think he sort of might be the blue one. Um, they also meet a werewolf who travels with them, who basically does all the heavy lifting of exposition, uh, where something happens. The werewolf will use, uh, you know, sort of 
fancy Renfair speech with these and thous to explain why they need to go somewhere and do a thing, even though it seems really useless. Mm-hmm. And they go around uh, to the different add-ups and trying to prove that Styles the blue one. Well, uh, they go to the black one, which is clearly not blue, and Style clearly isn't that one. They go to the yellow one, clearly not blue, and he's not that one. They go to the blue one, and it turns out he's the blue adept. But uh, they also take breaks where Style has to go back to Proton to compete in the game, because it's sort of Chekhov's game, I suppose. You can't describe it that much without it having to be played. Right. Um, but he... He has to do this because he, if he wins the game, he becomes rich and a citizen, and he's free from the, the trouble he would be in. Because I, I said earlier, he was on the run. Um, but if he loses at the game, his contract will be terminated, and he'll be left uh, basically out in the cold to die. Um, so there's a lot of competitions where he has to play like tic-tac-toe, and he has to do pistol dueling. And, and the ancient Chinese game of Go, which the Japanese don't like when yeah. you call the ancient Chinese game. But still, the game of Go... Yeah, the game of and the ancient Chinese game of ping pong. I was going to say, I think it's called the game of goo, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then ping pong, because uh, they have not invented a game in the last 3,000 years. Yeah. It's just not a single one. All ancient It would be great games. if they also had to play Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Yeah. Expansion packs, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seafarers. Ugh. Let's take forever to set this game up. <laughs> Yeah, that, I would love it if they were the playing on the just grid. Setting up an accurate version of Axis and Allies. That's right. it. It's, it. Yeah, they're playing on the grid, and it just like it lands on uh, on on Risk, and they're like, "Great, now we're not going to get along at the end of the night." Yeah. <laughs> it lands in Monopoly, and they both just offer a draw, so they don't have to play. Yeah. Yeah, Monopoly's the worst. Oh, such the worst. Well, style might be the worst. He's got a robot lady in the sci-fi land. He's got a unicorn lady in the fantasy land, and then in the fantasy land. He meets the wife of the blue adept, who is human, and he wants to get with even more than either a robot or a human. Yeah, he's an identical twin who came to this earth to replace her dead husband, so she is both yes. wary and also kind of stoked about it. Yeah. Well, he is him, though. It's him, right? Yeah, exactly, it's him. Wait, isn't that the point? Is that it's him? Yeah. Sort Except of. that he died, but then it's a new him? Yeah, but it's with this, totally different experiences is- and personality. Yeah. But it's always been him. Like, it's the same age. They're the same age, right? Yeah. Well, and they have a lot of the same talents and all that stuff, too. Yeah. Right. And so, it's so. it's just weird that he doesn't know her. So, like, for her, she's like, it's the same guy, except he doesn't remember all of our time together. It's kind of a sad relationship. <laughs> and then the question becomes, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe that's not the question. <laughs> for yeah. who? Well, there's for three whom? more books in this trilogy, and I think they're going to solve the, is it worth it? And which well, one will win? I robot mean, sex point, or I know. unicorn sex, sex or he's eventually got so people? Many different hoes and so I don't, many I don't different think areas. they are. He really has to make some choices. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be updated for the intergalactic system. The world, you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's got hoes in different planetary codes. Yeah. Are there planetary codes? Uh, they've got to be, right? I'm sorry. I got too real. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, Blackstronaut. Are there planetary codes? I, oh, yeah. I. Don't, I I'm I'm lost in space. I never sit down on planets. Uh, Pirates life for I me. Think, I just yeah, I just Anthony didn't sail get so around. far as to design like USPS for this whole situation. So I mean, he didn't do a lot Eek. of things. Yeah. So that's anyway, so that's that's pretty much the book. There's unicorns yeah. and werewolves, and and uh, you know, small guy gets all the ladies. Yeah. And the magic and gets, the talent. I mean, mm. yeah, but some of them are robot ladies, and some of them are secretly horses in their nightlife. Uh, let's find out, though, what we liked about this book. We're going to do our a compliment now. We're going to start and end with a compliment. It's called The Compliment Sandwich. At the top, we do the big compliment, the major one. David, w- would you like to go first or last in the opening compliment? I'll, I'll go first. What is your big compliment for Split Infinity by Piers Anthony? He made poetry seem like it could truthfully be competitive. <laughs> yeah, he finally added that competitive nature to poetry. Because that's Slam what poetry. I've been waiting for. It's like a poetry-type league. And he gave that to me. <laughs> I just so, want to know more about your hunt for yeah, a obviously. league. It's been fruitless until now. <laughs> they're not, <laughs> they're not, not doing... we're talking about. Until they're not doing that anywhere. Seven. Yeah, they're not doing that anywhere in this earth. I mean, mostly I'm just sad that I didn't know that, that you were looking for that. <laughs> 
I don't really like to share it with a lot of people. It's not. It's it's personal. It's private. Whatever. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought it out today. I feel like we've all grown as as a result. Uh, <laughs> guess who Larissa Olniak used to date? All right, man. You got to chill. <laughs> no, no. Guess. Guess. You're going crazy. <laughs> Joseph no Gordon-Levitt. I don't know. Josh Hart. What? Joseph oh, Gordon-Levitt. For four years. See, now you're on board. You thought years? I was being creepy. I know. Are you serious? That's- yeah. Back when <laughs> According to the website, Who's Dated Who, which obviously should be Who's Dated Whom, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Who's Dated Who.com says that they were in a relationship from 1998 to 2002. And that now JGF is currently in a relationship uh, with uh, Tasha McCulley. Oh yeah, he's rumored to have dated Julia Stiles. Is that uh, Save the Last Dance? Yes. Ooh, that yeah, movie that's was the bad one that too. looks like a Persian cat. Hmm. She looks like. A- <laughs> also, I've always felt this way about her. Also rumored to have dated was- Phoebe Tompkin, Tawny Sublin, Devon. Okay. And Evan okay. Rachel Rudd. You, I was going to say, who are any of those people? Oh, yeah, some of these names Are you just familiar. naming real people? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like your friend Jerry? Like, who else? Yeah, did you know Joseph Gordon Levitt is rumored to have dated many people on this podcast? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're never con- seeing each other on the low. Uh, where <laughs> never were we? confirmed, uh, though. Well, so we're I'm glad you got your finally got your competitive poetry, David. Let's go on to. I'll go next. Uh, my major compliment is I like that the game because it is all comp- encompassing. As like a writer's decision, it just gives him the ability to make style good at anything whenever it's convenient. Oh my god, this is a compliment for you. Oh, it's so fun! It was so funny. It, it happened so many times, and every time it made me laugh, it was like. Uh, and then we had to we had to run for a while, which was perfect because uh, in the game, Style had learned to become a marathoner. And then it would be like, and then when we got there, we had to dial a phone really fast, which was fine because uh, I'm a record-setting texter from my time in the game. And uh, that's right. That, it's just no matter what he did, it was like, oh, he had to hold his breath underwater for a while, which is great because he did that really well for the game. It was just he was like a superhero. He definitely did but have was- that quality. I thought but that he was wasn't delightful. tall, so... Yeah, he wasn't tall, right, that's true. If it had been like, <laughs> you have to be able to ride this ride, that would be the only thing he couldn't do. I think it was supposed to be like, he's still an abomination, even though 4'10 isn't really, like, crazy. He's 4'11". He's not, See, that's not... an inch tall. If he was 4'10", he'd be an abomination, height. but 4'11", that's real. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He would be a slight against God at 4'10". 4'11", though, you're just kind of a short guy. <laughs> Do you think, though, maybe he's one of those guys who's, like, always wanted to be 4'11", so he says 4'11", but really he's 4'10"? I, I think he probably mean. says 5 feet. Because his skills make him oh, seem yeah. at least 2 to 3 inches taller. Yeah, emotionally right? he's 5 feet. <laughs> I think. Yeah, em- yeah, emotionally, he still wishes that he were just as tall as everybody else. But so, do you you think maybe he wishes I mean, he was a baller? They were a little bit taller, or a baller, <laughs> et cetera, yeah. et cetera. He wishes he had a sex robot because then he would call her. <laughs> oh wait, he does, and he doesn't call her. <laughs> it must be magic, even though he's a record-setting texter. <clears throat> All right, and a, Chris, why don't you be third? What's your major compliment? Uh, my major compliment is that I hadn't before read a book with so much horse terminology. Did it make you kind of like horses? And I learned a bit more about horse stuff, like canters and different uh, yeah. tempos and cadences and things like that. It made me want to learn more about horses, except for the part where you identify their diseases by their scat. Yeah, that's true. That part I could skip out on. Scat for worms. Yeah, that's not good. But I, yeah, it did make <laughs> that's not. Great. It did make it's me not think my that horses were afternoon. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, horses have a lot going on. So that that was okay. I mean, of the things that were over described in this book, yeah, the over description of horses was new to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I I That's totally didn't hate that. I'm with you. Tanya, what's your what's your major compliment? Um, I was really entertained by the fact that the unicorn's horn functioned as a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> as not the most beautiful <laughs> instrument to listen to. No, and that really got me thinking, like, how funny harmonica solos are, for the most part. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> and in particular, I don't know if you guys ever listened to Alanis Morissette back in the day. Oh, yeah. But oh, she yeah. has a More song a called Head Over Feet, and there is a harmonica solo in that. And it is a Prominent. great example of just how annoying harmonicas are. <laughs> Yeah. Also, everything Blues Traveler did, right? right? Oh, yes. That was who I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. Where he plays the harmonica really fast. Yeah. 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 And he had the harmonica, harmonica vest. But I super still don't enjoy this. And then right. basically, I started doing some harmonica solo research, and I found this guy <laughs> named George Winston. And his harmonica work is actually really beautiful, which makes me think that most people who like jam out on harmonicas are just bad at it. Yeah. Oh. Or just assholes, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good well, like, I think most that people... lesson away today. I would feel like we've done our, our public service as a podcast. That it's not that it's not that harmonicas are bad. It's that people who play harmonicas are lazy. Yeah, yeah. People who play, yeah. I Which also, that. I think that extends to style, who's like automatically like the world's greatest harmonica player. Uh. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Not that fun. Uh, not that fun. I think and the also, only people like, who really like harmonicas are uh, roadies. I guess so. Because it's like super old, light. Like guys in yeah. old timey jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the other time you need it. Is back in Earth Jail. We used to play this out of sadness. Yeah. Also, just selective memory for like stuff that happened on Earth way back when. Like we're all quoting Mark Twain, but nobody can yeah, remember. Why that are we quoting Mark Twain? Nobody remembers ancient Earth. Yeah. yeah. The- but who? Why don't we remember Napoleon when he's like, "There's never been a, sh- there's never been a short leader." And I was like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is one of my. I mean, in general, this is like a great. We're going to get into hates right now with this anyway. But this is one of my yeah. like classic hates for stuff set in the future, where they like n- nothing has been invented in the three thousand years in between because they only talk about Earth plants and Earth, uh, Earth hip hop and Earth, Earth jazz and or Earth games, and they just only Why are remember we still talking about Drake. We're on the planet Proton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We made it, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and Drake is just looking around Proton going, started from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> you guys, one time I saw a really like, large and unhealthy looking child wearing that shirt. <laughs> That's terrible. And I was like, where's the bottom? <laughs> All right, let's jump into our hates now. Let's jump into our hates. Let's uh, grab our own hate-acorns and ride them off into the night. Uh, well, and then ride them all night, and then ride them all day, and then ride them all night. You know, like that. Oh. oh. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, Where are you yeah I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that worse? Do you think it's worse, the, the talking about like the having sex with his, his steed during the, during the time when she's a person, or the sex robot? Which of those is weirder for you? The sex robot. Because at least the steed turns into a human, where the robot turns into someone with tiny cabinets behind her boobs, where she can open them up and store snacks <sighs> or other, you know, that uh, was things. that was pretty gross. Because I are, I already get grossed out when I see a woman like storing her cell phone in her bra, and so this is just that taken to a real Wait, extreme. That grosses you out? Yeah, you get grossed out. Is that the term you want to call Is that what you mean? Yeah, I see that, and I'm like, uh, that's a little weird. That's not a pocket. Why is that? It is kind of. Yeah, but no. when you, it's like now you got you boob sweat on your how phone. Often people in public just adjust their junk without thinking twice. Right, know. but then I don't take that junk out and make a phone call. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in this planet, you could. I guess. Yeah, because all of that junk readily available. also can detach and is a piece of a robot. Well, and also, if you're a surf and you have to run around naked all the time, where else are you going to keep your sun chips? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, actually, the, by far the worst part with the sex robot, though, was when he, for for some weird political reasons, could not eat food anywhere. And so he sent her out to eat the food because she has this fake stomach and digestive system. Oh, yeah. And then she feeds yeah. him like a little bird. Yeah. Except that she doesn't, like, digest anything. It just, like, It just goes into her, her just, trap in the middle. It's chewed. But it's not digested. Yeah. But she chews it, yeah. So it's just chewed and then put into her fake stomach, and then she has to regurgitate into his mouth like a baby bird. (laughs) That's the grossest. And then later he still makes love to her. I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) (sighs) 
Oh yeah. No, and like the robots in general, like they they were sexualized in a way that I wasn't terribly comfortable with. For instance, like there's this one part early in the book where there's a desk that has a a receptionist robot torso on it, and right, she makes he, a joke that he she's on. also she's dating the there's there's another desk that's just a pair of male legs like from the lower half down, uh-huh. and he looked over and like he's like. The crotch was impressively masculine, or something like that, <laughs> on a robot. There's just so much—it's <sighs> not so much robot sex parts going on here. So let's talk a little bit about the sex robot with the heart of gold. Uh, I assume because she can empty Jean. her own stomach that she can also clean herself out after, right? Oh, oh man, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> also live in the dream. Was he? Uh, are you? Do you practice the pull method on a robot? No, I I, you definitely want to put it in the safe receptacle and not on the gears. Right. I, yeah, that's I don't. true. <laughs> you you guys, there was a sex robot. I'm not the one being gross. I just want to point that no, out. There, yeah, there, there legitimately was a sex robot. And that he, he banged every night. How, how We're not supposed to wonder what that's like? To... Yeah, I mean, I do wonder. I do, I do wonder what it's like to have. Sex well, I with a think robot she's probably not on top much because she probably weighs a lot more. She's made of metal. I bet she weighs like. But maybe he's into that. <laughs> maybe he <laughs> likes being slowly crushed. crushed. He likes being smooshed. Maybe. Well, I mean, if she's like three fifty, there's dudes who are just into that. <laughs> Here's another thing that just reminded me: yeah. the battery packs for robots are interchangeable with the battery packs for like random other appliances. Sure, yeah. sure. It's the Black and Decker model. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, yeah. It's the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The poppin' power. Is it one yeah, where she just... like? Yeah, I don't know. She like takes a charge from something that was designed to kill him, and then it like short circuits her. Right, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, let me just like pop open your belly button and grab this thing." Yeah, and he replaces <laughs> like with a battery from a fridge or something. That's kind of weird yeah. when you're like yeah. when you're having well, sex with something that's part fridge. <laughs> Can we say that this uh, this Pierce Anthony guy has probably never talked to a human woman? <laughs> no, this was the other thing that I was going to hate on is that they open this book with like this kind of long-winded bio of him where he that, has daughters. Where I oh really? I, I skipped that. What did, what oh, did you write about him? Wrote his bio because he like he starts off by like basically like disrespecting his mom because he's like. Like with the deadline looming, she gave the the poor woman gave all the names she could think of. So she basically he's basically like, yeah, I had a bunch of names because my mom was dumb. <laughs> and, then, and then he also notes that he like got married and sent his wife off to earn their living so he could stay at home and write forty books about science fiction, fantasy, and martial arts. Uh, yeah, there is some hand to hand combat in this book. Yeah, and then he says that his daughters. Like, helped develop the book because when they were born, it turns out little girls like animals. Because no one else likes animals. We certainly don't have an internet filled with cats. It's only a cats. little girl thing. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, yeah. yeah, he is super sexist, man. He, there's a... When he's talking to the... When he's there's talking, no way around it. Yeah, no, not at all. When he's talking to the, the, the unicorns, he's like, well, we can't ride mares. There's no understanding mares. Like, even with horses, he he's like, nah. Not, they're not equal. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Just, I gotta be honest, I bet you in real life this guy was a real motherfucker. Like, just a, a real <laughs> asshole. There's no way this guy was cool. Really quick, any, what's, another, what's another hate from somebody? Uh, the magic is a terrible idea. Oh, the magic. <laughs> so the magic of rhyming. Also, if each with adept is a color, how do you fight the orange adept if all magic is rhyming? Like, you, Well, you oh, that's have, easy. You use yeah, one a, door hinge rhyme. Yeah, you got door hinge... Done. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. You just slant rhyme it. It really depends on how liberal the. I mean, the, like if you're actually good at rhyming, the harder words are way more fun. I never knew that you were such a skillful MC. I there's a lot you don't know about me. What you know about me? What you what you know about me? What you know about me? What you what you know? My lip gloss is cool. My lip gloss be popping. I'm standing at my locker, and all the boys keep stopping. What you know about me? What you what you know about me? The following program was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, so good, it seems like magic. Enter, young ones! What have you traveled all the way to my sacred temple to know? Thank you, wizard. We are honored to receive your audience. Heard great things about you. We basically need to settle a bet. How dare you! 
I am the sacred elder wizard. I do not settle mere trifles. No, no, man. This is a serious bet, okay? Totally. It's it's for $100. And bragging rights for the whole month. Oh, shit. That, that is serious. Uh, what is your question for the wizard? We want to know, wizard, uh, the true nature of magic and where it comes from. How do you do it, you know? We've heard so many theories. You see, I think magic is like Split Infinity by Piers Anthony. To perform magic, you just need to say any rhyming words, and it helps to sing. But it also matters what's in your heart. That's obviously how magic works. There's no way. Magic is done using a set of discrete spells handed down from old books, and usually they're just like quasi-Latin versions of the same of the name of the thing you want to perform, just like in Harry Potter. You guys are both wrong. Well, Chad's theory is too dumb to even mention it. Ah, an old dispute. But did you not consider the magic wand? We thought of that, but what's in the wand? I mean, phoenix feathers? Where does the phoenix get its magic? Mugwort tea? Where does a mugwort get its magic? We've got a regressive problem. Correct. It's not magic wands. Did you ever think the pagans had it right? You mean magic is just life force and chi and energy and kombucha and dreadlocks? No way. You're correct. It's not that either. Did you consider that one might just concentrate and believe? But then why are some people better than others? Yeah, what you're talking about leads to midi-chlorians. It isn't that. Oh, thank God. Awesome. Okay, so, oh, great wizard, tell us what the true magic is. Are you sure you want to know? Come on, wizard. The true nature of magic is Chris Angel. What? No! Fuck yeah! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Yeah, I was disappointed when I found out too, but, uh... The true nature of magic is emo haircuts and wearing all black and having no personality when you present your tricks. Chris Angel is reusing real wizardry just in the worst way imaginable. I can't believe it. His jeans are so douchey. You've got to pay me. You've got to pay me. $100 from each of you assholes. Pay up! Uh, speaking of which, before you guys leave, do you want to see a trick? Like, you want to see me stab my tongue with a playing card? No. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I figured. Hey, if you want to ruin a friend's day, you can learn the magic of Chris Angel by purchasing Chris Angel's Ultimate Magic Kit, Black Edition, read-weep.com slash Amazon. It's only $59.99 for the least interesting tricks ever, and a portion of your purchase goes to your favorite podcast, Read It and Weep. What a great deal! I'm going to buy that right now. If you buy that, I swear. The worst part is I'll be using your money. I did it. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon to learn the real magic of TV's mind freak, Chris Angel, and a portion of your purchase supports our show. Jeez, at least if it was David Blaine, I'd understand. He's boring, but his real talent. I'm, but Chris Angel? Seriously? I hope that teaches you to never seek the truth again. We promise. We promise. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns in. All right, you guys, uh, so for our, our final game tonight, we're going to play Yours is Not a Very Good Vision of the Split Universe Future, I guess. Uh, this is requested by our sponsors, wanted to hear what we thought was uh, not a very good. I think I think future, um, we've already covered a little of this. I like, you know, like that 300 or 3,000 years in the future, we've only ever invented 90s, 1900s rap, pop culture stuff. Yeah. Not rap. I keep saying rap. Uh, 1900s pop culture. <laughs> Um, well, they certainly haven't invented any 21st century rap. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing. You know, they do Ooh. say like with, when they, they they play chess, but he's like he learned all the 3D variants, but then they just talk about normal chess. Yeah, and they always and they, yeah they reference books from the 1900s. They're never like, oh, remember that great book that came out in 2350 that we all read? <laughs> like they just like they stopped writing books. They have. You know, there was a war. There was a war. Yeah, just you assume, one stuff like that. I just assume there was a war, and we just lost all pop culture after 1997. Well, like you know, the whoever took over later erased it, and yeah, it was a, it was a tumultuous time. Yeah, there was a war. There's no like game Pokemon. newer than ping pong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the war because of the great game wars. <laughs> the great game war of 2015. We're a year away. Uh, did, does anybody else have anything that they specifically thought was really uh, dumb about the future? Yours is not a very good future if... Oh, well. So many things. Oh, let's talk about everyone being <laughs> naked all the time. Yeah, that's yes. no fun. Oh, I forgot, yeah. That? that doesn't make any sense. No pockets. Well, no no pockets. They're no, like but... house elves in Harry Potter. Well, you know, not to be gross, but humans do sort of have pockets. Okay. Oh. That is gross. You can't not be gross. And you were the one who was grossed out by me not liking cell phones. 
cell phones in people's bras. I just don't. I don't know that that seems. You're just talking about hooping things. <laughs> <laughs> hooping. Hooping is what they call it on NPR oh, I stories you said about prison with an H, and I was like, "What does that mean?" No, with an H, yeah. What is that? That's using your butt pocket. <laughs> Why is it called hooping? That's what uh, they call it on NPR does stories about prison. Know about this? Yes. Wait, I don't think what? anybody this else knows I, about that. No, seriously, does everyone else know about hooping? <laughs> yeah, I, I read a Mary Roach book. Yeah, it was Mary Roach. That's where I learned. It was the Mary Roach's uh, gulp. Gulp talked about. Yeah. The, she talked to the guy in prison who was the best at smuggling cell phones into prison. He was the best at yeah. hooping. What? Yeah, multiple cell phones. What a, multiple what a, cell phones into multiple yeah. prisons. Terrible talent. Yeah. So if no, you're that's not true. I was kidding on that part. Just a, a, in, in the normal course, you know, maybe it's not a very good dome city. <laughs> Wait, you're just gonna switch from from hooping to dome city well i'm just saying you have yeah. a future society made of geodesic domes on another planet mm-hmm. and you think it's this great society because you have horse racing or something but you know <laughs> right because the they have people... not invented something newer than horse racing yeah but if the people <laughs> who are supposed to be riding and caring for those horses can't have pockets and instead all the you know everything and like you know, like your house keys and everything else. Well, like, I you know, I'm just to come to its defense a little bit. What do you need house keys for? Surely they have some sort of like video scanner that lets you into the house. I think people will always need locks. You know. Uh, okay, but here's here's like a class angle on this too. Like okay. a, as like a ri- if you're a rich person and you're paying people to like come clean your house and do all this sort of stuff for you, it's nice to like not really notice them, right? Like you're not like hoping to like spend a lot of time with the person who's like scrubbing behind your toilet because you don't want to. Right. Yeah, but if they're so, on all fours and their ass is just sticking in the air. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you barely want to see these people as it is, is it really better that they're naked all the time? <laughs> Yeah. What no. I loved about this. How does that help anything? What I loved about it is that, like, <laughs> this author is obvious. Like, he's writing, like, the narrator knows he's talking to people in our time. So he's always like, but it wasn't weird that they were naked. That's totally normal on this world. That's just what we do here. Yeah. Well, he does a lot of that, like, where he doesn't, he doesn't qualify anything or, like, make it clear, like, why something is going on. He just says, it was totally normal. <laughs> I, that, I that's think that's a brilliant move to have no the, backing. the narrator know that. There's no backing to yeah. anything that guy does. It's all just very face value and a real piece of shit book, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just got to that, I guess, just, but we do. That is true. It is a piece of it shit. It is sort of a piece of shit book, yeah. yeah it's, there's nothing. Yeah. It just clops on. It's like, it's a creative writing project from sixth grade. <laughs> Here, let me do another one, you guys. Yours is not a very good future if you start, if you use a lot of super unnecessary updated words for the future. They referred to teenagers as teeners and old people as no. gray heads. No. Oh, boy. I liked going to that place because there were not a lot of teeners or gray heads. <laughs> what year do we decide to start doing that? Oh. That's terrible. Uh, I... Although the thing it does point out is that slang can be awful. <laughs> and that by the time that we're old people, we're going to think everything's terrible, too. Oh, maybe that's what yeah. it is, is we're the gray heads of this time. So we don't By the get time it. I get to my DVD anniversary, I'm sure teeners <laughs> will be everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to uh, hoop a slang dictionary in so I can know what people are talking about. God, if only he had hooped a rhyming dictionary, he'd be the most powerful <laughs> wizard in the world. I'm so bummed about hooping, you guys. <laughs> What's such no, a bummer is it used That's... to be cigarettes, now it's cell phones, and just and think about like how screen sizes are getting bigger. Oh boy, think about the 5.4 screen. I mean. He's not, he's not, that's not what he's doing though, right? It's gotta be like. <laughs> also, it's flip phones. About, it's like, little. Like, how sunburned and chafed is everyone's everything in this oh, yeah. society? Yeah, well, you just, you were talking about him like getting on all fours, cleaning behind the toilet, and I'm like, he's oh. just, like, gross. Yeah. Dude needs some knee pads. Also, like, riding a horse without, <laughs> riding a horse without underwear on, like, that seems like a bad idea oh yeah gross hair is very coarse yeah, yeah, real yeah that gross. seems like a that seems like aloe vera is like not gonna be enough <laughs> <laughs> yours is not a very good future when people have the time and wherewithal to master tiddlywinks 
Like, why, why is he, why do they say things like style was expert at tiddlywinks and had won many a challenge? Like, There's no way. Come on, future, come up with some How many games. challenges? I know we'd already How said many... it, but like, you know, why that? Yeah, why tiddlywinks? How did that make it? Yeah, here's the, yeah. Yeah. here's how why bad that future like is. We don't even play tiddlywinks in the present. Yeah. If you created a game with all out? games right now, you would not include tiddlywinks. I wouldn't have even thought of Tiddlywinks. It wouldn't have been like on the short list or the long list. <laughs> no. Can way. I be honest, guys? I don't really know what Tiddlywinks are. Yeah, it's no. sort of like, hard. Like little things at a thing. <laughs> yep. It's rich oh, it's... and incredible description. Yeah, I think you flip the thing into the other thing. Yeah. Hey, man. You're talking about from pogs? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like small pogs. <laughs> Not to be confused with smallpox. Wow. Smallpox. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's a little pot, and you're sort of like funny. flicking these little discs into a pot. Yeah, and then you stop because okay. it sucks. I mean, that's yeah, it's a terrible. It sounds like a real Great Depression type of game. <laughs> yeah, real. That's yeah, what it was. It sort of it, it. It was a big step up from hoop and stick. Whoa, not really. Which has got new better. meaning today. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Koopa stick, no! <laughs> oh, how you doing, baby? No, not you. Uh, all right, so now it's time for the second half of our comment sandwich, you guys. What is your minor compliment? What's the last nice thing, the small nice thing that you're going to say about uh, this Piers Anthony book, Split Infinity, going in reverse order? So, Tanya, you are up first. Yeah, I guess... I guess it's fun to picture, like, the interpretive dancing competition. Oh, definitely. I feel like, and I want to know what they had to interpret. But also, I felt like chunks of this book went by without me realizing it. And, like, I would, like, stop focusing for a half second. Uh-huh. And then he would have, like, had a bunch of sex with somebody I didn't remember. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, whoops. Somebody or some horse. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, no. I have a different, I have a different compliment. My compliment is going to be that I actually... <laughs> I actually found the dung segment kind of interesting. <laughs> Where they talked about a horse dung? Where they talked about horse dung at length. And how much you can Why? learn from because it. Because it was the only time that we saw Style, like, work at something for a really long time and get better at it. Like, and at first he, like, he couldn't spot all the horse dung. Basically, he has a gig <laughs> for, like, a long time. Picking where up horse he has poop. To, yeah, he has to pick up horse poop in this yeah. person's field. And at first he's, like, always missing piles of poop. And then eventually I... he gets super good at it. But it takes him a while, unlike every other thing he tries to do. Well, it was a flashback to when he wasn't good at things. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, I, I see it like a foreign language, where your your second language is a lot harder than, you know, is the hardest one. But then the, the subsequent languages you learn, it gets a lot better. So he'd already mastered finding horse poop. So, Clearly, <laughs> ping pong was just a matter of I think it's interesting that. that they were like, look, we have infinite technology in this world. And instead of uh, letting the people have sex and the robots pick up horse shit... <laughs> we're going to invent a, a, a sex robot and you can spend your day picking up horse shit but at least you have something nice and firm to come home to yeah <laughs> oh, weird also did anyone else picture style being played by Tom Cruise this whole time because yeah. he's did. so small Just a tiny no. with a small I was pre- I was thinking of him as Danny DeVito small. but that makes more sense I thought I thought Sean Astin I don't know who that is Ooh. did he date my Alex Mack no, he was Sam from from Frodo. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. Uh, yeah, I could see that too. Well, and I did think about Elijah. From Frodo and Sam. I think Elijah Wood's probably the best bet. Although I definitely wish it was Danny DeVito as Penguin, as this character. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you want to see Danny DeVito picking up horse poop naked? As Penguin naked though. <laughs> as the Penguin with his like flipper fingers. Flipper hands. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is the worst news. <laughs> Uh, can't 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 quite grip it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh. You want to see Danny DeVito hoop multiple cell phones <laughs> as Penguin? All right, uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment is about the description of the ping pong game that they do. Um, the descriptions in general of most of the games I found really really bad. Um, but with ping pong, it's a Simple enough and well-known enough game that Piers Anthony didn't seem to have trouble describing it. 
And uh, even though it was boring at times, it at least made me think more about ping pong than I have in the last year. And I, I liked it. I like ping pong a whole lot. I This is sort of like Tanya's first compliment about... Uh, the uh the uh, picturing them doing interpretive dance i like picturing them playing ping pong in the future yeah just naked mm. ping pong and sure. i also liked there was a category that i, w- I said this earlier but it's, it really did happen where he said one of the game options was wildlife photography and i yeah. love picturing these two guys who are like locked in hand-to-hand combat they just tied on a marathon and then they accidentally select wildlife photography and they're just dropped in the savanna with some telephoto lenses and then later they're critiqued yeah, all of a sudden for their like angles on safari yeah yeah I think that's really awesome to think Playing about. Playing real-life Animal Crossing. Just right. like, oh, I got it. I got a better shot than you. Yeah, just, yeah, you, yeah. you picture Danny DeVito sitting there in, in, the, in the tundra taking pictures of a polar naked. bear. Naked. Yeah. But he's dressed Weird. as the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyway. David, you're just like, you, you can't even deal. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm so angry at this quote. Yeah, sir, it is funny. We have so much more practice with this kind of garbage than you do. So it's a little... Yeah, I don't... I, I, I have no time for for for, fans, for fantasy yeah. usually. Well, so and this is not the finest uh, example of the genre. No, it's not like Heinlein or something. It, uh, it sucks. I have it sucks I so don't have a, a lot of patience for fantasy either. And I guess at least when it's done this way, because it's basically the entire book was explaining to us what was happening instead of like plot and characters. It was all just like. On in this planet, the, 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 they have to build domes to keep the oxygen in, but then uh, some parts they don't have domes, but like in other planet, they wouldn't have to have domes, but like people still need oxygen, but they also don't need to pay for food, you know, because like they have all this money from all this energy source they have. Like you just have to constantly explain <laughs> every situation. Yeah. It's like, it's like somebody telling a boring story at a party. You just Which, sort of yeah. all detail. Eventually no. they move on. Yeah. Like, I don't know what made this guy want to be a novelist because he does not spin a good yarn. Was... I would like to be at a party with Piers Anthony where he's telling a story about, you know, like being home with his robot. Oh, God. I do not want to hear what Piers Anthony does at home to his robot. Well, I like... I think you know exactly what Piers Anthony does at home to his robot. <laughs> I like, because, like, now if you picture, like, what we... The best we could do with a sex robot right now would be, like, Disneyland animatronics, but with some vibration or something. Like, yeah, it would be so Which not personal. I pictured Sheen. Actually, I pictured her like, you know, there's this scene where like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, in full disclosure, I totally slept with a unicorn lady back on that other world. And she's like, oh, can she do this? And then he's like, oh, he really liked that. Yes, she did that. <laughs> oh, how about this? And I just oh. kept picturing all the things that Sheen was doing was just sort of like vibrating and sort of herky jerky some steam puff- puffing out her ears yeah yeah you know herky jerky yeah hey that sounds sexier oh, than it used to does it yeah does it really uh-huh. herky? You, i like that there was a time when alex you just considered herky jerky and we're like Mm-mm, not sexy and <laughs> i just thought of it as an old-timey dance but now like, mm, herky jerky your stock has risen oh god <laughs> bye bye <laughs> All right, my minor compliment is uh, is this. Uh, this is really dumb. But there's one time where the there's a robot horse that he trains on named Molly. Yes, Molly the robot horse. And if, <laughs> you guys, I hate this book. So <laughs> but here's my compliment: is I wish if I ever rode a horse named Molly, I would never stop telling my friends, "Hey guys, I'm on Molly right now." Guys. Oh my god, okay. no. Yeah. All right. All right. I would be the worst friend. Is that is that the best you can do? I <laughs> I would do that all day long. I I I have there are certain situations that force me into dad jokes and riding a horse would be one of them. <laughs> I really want you to go listen to the harmonica solo from Head Over Feet on <laughs> I'm going to. I might play it along in this. The the people might have heard it already after you talked about it. Yeah, maybe. And also some herky jerky. Man, don't you wish you could do that while you're on Molly? (sighs) I'm on Molly, you guys. Time for herky jerky. I wonder if on Molly, Alanis Morissette sounds like she's saying words because she barely sounds like she's saying words when you're sober. Yeah, (laughs) right. I'm just on a robot horse. Remember. Oh right, That's so fair. you can listen to whatever you <laughs> want. Yeah. Whenever somebody tells me they're on Molly, I will imagine they're they're being trained to be a jockey on a robot horse. <laughs> That's basically what it's like if you've never. Done I haven't. Is that what it's like? I, I've never done either yeah. of those things, so it's like one of those great analogies. <laughs> I guess 
if I'm getting into this terrible joke bed with you, Alex, I would say that it seems more likely that a robot horse would be named MDMA than Molly. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I wish you'd just gone with it instead of telling me that you were sad to be making this joke with me. <laughs> I like the I like the idea that you just try to be more herky jerky about it next (laughs) time. Appreciate that. Really sex it up a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine like uh, the way like when you said that being on Molly is like riding a robot horse learning to be a jockey. Like that's just the best analogy for me. If you were like, oh yeah, man, like moon juice, it tastes just like space vomit, and I'd be like, oh cool, what's that? It doesn't. What? I don't. Like like two things that I've never done. You can't compare them. Oh. You've never trained to be a jockey on a on a robot horse. Yeah, you're you. like, yeah. If you were like, yeah, it's just like it feels just like being president. I'm like, all right, uh, new, try again. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you're really I'm... missing out on life experiences here. <laughs> all right, David, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? Last nice thing you have to say about this. Uh, the one unicorn was blue, and I'm from Colorado, and they have a blue horse. Oh yeah, DIA, and that made me think of that. So I. I, I hated this book. I, <laughs> uh, but to remember Colorado I briefly, you, you <laughs> that. But I guess that, yeah, that part was... A- well, the, the blue horse in front of the Denver airport has demon red eyes, which I also would like if yeah. it was a unicorn. I think that would be a nice look, the demon eyes. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't have socks like that, that guy did. Because they talked about the socks. Remember the socks? The unicorn the socks? Thing. Yeah, the socks were baffling. What was that? Yeah, about? I don't know. She socks? said you could, you could take them off, right? I don't yeah. know, man. It's it's like she took off part of her leg skin to let him wear it because she had double leg skin. What? Is that? I so thought the, they were just yeah, socks. socks. Sort of like how you know socks are a term like when you have like you know white feet or white near your feet or something like that. No. <gasps> no, I know. So I know. That's off, a thing for horses. No. She took off part of her. Horse fur or whatever, horse hair, and like had him put those on, and then it gave the illusion that he too was a unicorn. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. It's it's not as though she was like you know she was a unicorn and then also looked like she was ready to jazz her size. Well, but she was. Oh, you I know, just really was more comfortable with that being what was happening. Yeah, I really wish like that was the truth. I like picturing her in socks all the time. I don't like her picturing her de-skinning her calves for him. But due to oh. magic, she had dark uh, horse hair on under that. It's it's as though she was wearing a second layer. Why didn't he just say, so awful. Uh, I like to build with Lego blocks. Damn, it would be great if I had some unicorn socks. And then, boom, they're there. Yeah, well, he was yeah. forbidden to do magic throughout much, much of this book because Nace of the Unicorn was uncomfortable with it. Oh, right. I totally forgot about that, where it was like, we have this guy. He has ultimate power over the universe, but he's promised his girlfriend not to use it for the next thousand pages. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then he, like... He like friend zones her at the end, where he's like, "Now we're Super only friend friends, Mesa," yeah. and she's like, "I guess that's great. Let's all be friends or something." Yeah, and he rode off into the sunset on top of on her, her friend, on his yeah. friend. Oh, she didn't get oh, friend. Bad. She got steed zoned. Yeah, he. She, <laughs> she's really in the livestock category at this point. Yeah, that is worse than being friend zoned. It's harder to get back into sex when you're just in the mount zone. wait do you guys have predictions for what happens in the next ones because we should also mention this kind of ends a little bit in a cliffhanger like we don't know what happens with him and sheen we don't know what happens with him and like the blue adept's wife we don't know what happens to his friend hulk who is named after the most recent pop culture thing they had in three thousand years oh i hate this book so much (laughs) yeah what's your prediction i like to think that that a unicorn meant another unicorn and never thinks about that asshole person again yeah, I was hoping she got like studded or whatever that term is. Hoop, uh, just hooping. Oh. <laughs> the a horse going Stop to hoop is hoop. very different from going to stud. You know, I thought up until today, I thought hooping was something that children did with like plastic toys. With hula, not entirely hula. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Something adults do with plastic toys. <laughs> yeah, right. You were just wrong about the age group. Yeah, you basically had it right. Tanya has her head down on the desk. <laughs> I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys. I'm sorry we ruined hooping for you. And that's the show. <laughs> Woo! 
that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about the book Ophelia by Lisa Klein. This was sponsored by Emily, who says this. I had just watched a particularly good version of Hamlet and was thinking about the character of Ophelia and thought, someone must have written something from her point of view. That would be an interesting read. Turns out I was half right. Someone did write something from her point of view. (laughs) Zing, Emily. So we're going to be talking about that next week. It's going to be delightful. Also... We have a very big surprise coming for you next week, so definitely listen for that. Um, so that's next week. Thank you so much uh, to uh, Emily for sponsoring that, and thank you to Cyrus and and I guess kind of Tara for sponsoring this. Yeah, so, thank you, Tara, for receiving guys. this. Yeah, happy anniversary! Yeah. I guess you probably learned about hooping too. <laughs> it's been a good day. Happy for anniversary! <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I mean, they, both of them hate this book, Tanya. So, do you want to? You want to make them some chili? Oh, yeah. I'll make you guys some chili. And then we can talk about what is the most herky jerky. <laughs> then we can just talk about Danny DeVito. Yeah. I hope you like chili. Thanks, Tanya. Uh, <laughs> and not hooping. Hooping's not allowed. <laughs> uh, no thanks, so thank you for sponsoring. If you want to sponsor anything, go to readdeshweep.com. You can sign up for mailing list. So you know we've got some episodes coming out in a couple of weeks. We're getting close to the end of this, this run. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, facebook.com slash read and weep or at read underscore weep. I'm at Alex underscore Falcone. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At the Tanya Best. You know how I feel about this. <laughs> and hey, thanks for joining us, David, at the G is silent. Hey. Like lasagna. Yeah, like lasagna. We call him the wolf. Yeah, we call me the wolf. Spread that. <laughs> Spread that. <laughs> Spread that everywhere you can. Well, it's been great for you to be here, Wolf. Uh, Also, (laughs) you can listen to his occasional podcast, uh, Blackstronauts.com. Yeah, that's it. That's that's a thing. You did one last month, and then the one before that was a year ago. No, no, we did. We've done. We've done like two this year, and I think there's one coming out. One there's just came out like a week ago. Blackstronauts.com, which is uh, David's show with O.J. Patterson. Yeah, we introduced a new member. His name is Richard. Richard Tumor. I call him Dickie Too Much. He doesn't like it. Uh, <laughs> hilarity ensues. <laughs> anyway, so Blackstronauts.com at the G is silent. Thanks for being here, David. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, this was so much fun. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a special request by our, our, our sponsor, Cyrus, so... Um, Thank you, Cyrus, cool, for requesting me. Great. It's been fun. We'll talk to everybody next week. Bye. No yeah. refunds. Woo! Happy anniversary, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> On